0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, there appears to be no congressional support for a pay raise for federal employees. Feds do get the OK to show support for the Black Lives Matter movement at work. Oregon is reviewing what it can do to improve diversity when reviewing promotions. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. House appropriators remain silent on a federal pay raise for next year. The full House Appropriations Committee passed the 2021 Financial Services and General Government Bill. The full committee version made no mention of a raise for civilian employees. Federal workers are on track for a 1% pay raise next year without congressional action. The 2021 bill does include over $600 million more for the IRS and $8.5 million in extra funding for the Office as a personnel management. The filing season deadline passed yesterday, but work at the IRS continues. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Agency employees are back to work at some taxpayer assistance centers and taking in-person appointments after IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick told Congress all agency facilities would reopen by mid-July. But 50,000 IRS employees are still working from home, and the National Treasury Employees Union urges the agency to continue its policy of maximum telework. The union says 40 employees in Austin, Texas have tested positive for the coronavirus since coming back to the office in June. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Furloughs for over 13,000 employees at U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services are nearly two weeks away. And Federal News Network's Nicole Grisco has more. Congress has until August 3rd to pass emergency funding for USCIS, but the American Federation of Government Employees says it's reasonably optimistic Congress will come through. Employees are still worried, though. Some attorneys and employees with higher-level degrees are looking for new jobs. Others are planning to tap into their retirement savings to stay afloat if the furloughs happen. AFGE says there's no guarantee of back pay for furloughed USCIS employees. The union says it'll lobby Congress for back pay if necessary. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Federal employees are okay to reference or display Black Lives Matter slogans at the office. The Office of Special Counsel says showing support for Black Lives Matter is not a Hatch Act violation. OSC says it determined BLM and the Black Lives Matter global network are not inherently political entities. BLM leaders have not endorsed a political party or candidate. OSC says advocating for social or policy issues is different than supporting a political campaign. The agency says employees can generally talk about Black Lives Matter, blah, 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 blah. The agency says employees can generally talk about Black Lives Matter at the office as long as they're not endorsing or advocating for a political candidate or campaign at the same time. Defense Secretary Mark Esper bans photographs from being used in the process to promote officers and enlisted service members. The move is one of the midterm actions to address diversity and inclusion within the military. Along with the photo ban, Esper required a review of hairstyle and grooming policies for racial bias and an update to the Defense Department's equal opportunity and inclusion policies. DOD's Diversity and Inclusion Board also met for the first time. Members of the board include Air Force Secretary Barbara Bennett, Brigadier General Troy Dunn, and an Air Force Master. Sergeant who survived hate violence. Senator Tammy Duckworth says she'll no longer block the promotions of senior military officers. The Illinois Democrat had placed a partial hold on promotion nominations. She wanted DOD to reassure her office that the Pentagon had not interfered with the promotion of Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vidman. Duckworth says DOD has now done that. The Pentagon wants more money from Congress to pay contractors during the coronavirus, Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The Pentagon says it could use another $10 billion to help pay contractor costs and keep its industrial base afloat as the economy remains volatile during the pandemic. Congress already gave the Defense Department $10.5 billion for coronavirus response. Lawmakers may not have the appetite to give the government's largest agency more money, though. House Armed Services Committee Chairman Adam Smith says the military's budget is big enough and it should be able to find the money it needs. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. And DOD says it plans to open its worldwide network of elementary and high schools on time. They'll offer in person classes on a normal schedule if at all possible. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. A return to school plan the DOD education activity released yesterday says schools on military bases will offer in school classes to all of their students as long as local health conditions allow for it. Parents will be allowed to opt out if they want to. For those that do, DODIA will offer a separate virtual curriculum for K 12 students but for younger children, parents are being told they'll need to sit with their kids while they're taking the online classes. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. A bipartisan group of House members are calling out deficient sexual harassment policies at Veterans Affairs. Both the chairman and ranking member of the House VA committee say they have concerns with how VA is handling sexual harassment complaints. The Government Accountability Office also pointed to several problems with current VA policies. The department does not require managers who receive sexual harassment complaints to elevate them to VA central office, and some VA leaders end up overseeing their own internal investigations. House members say they want We want VA to fix these problems as soon as possible. Democrats on the Oversight and Reform Committee are asking the Inspector General to investigate former Office of Personnel Management Acting Director Margaret Weikert and Deputy Chief of Staff Stephen Billy. Chairwoman Carol Maloney and Congressman Jerry Connolly say they may have misled Congress about whether the Justice Department wrote a legal opinion about the proposed OPMGSA merger. This was the fourth letter from the committee in the last two weeks asking for documents and details about the administration's unsuccessful attempt to bring the two agencies together. Members of the Cyberspace Solarium Commission urge the House to pass legislation that would bring back and strengthen the National Cybersecurity Coordinator position that the White House scrapped two years ago. The National Cyber Director Act would restore the Cyber Coordinator position and require Senate confirmation for the job. Congressman Mike Gallagher, co-chairman of the Solarium Commission, says the Cyber Coordinator Office would need a staff of 75 to 100 employees and an annual budget for 10 to 15 million dollars. Here's a must-read if you're serious about your agency's cybersecurity. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temen. The National Institute of Standards and Technology releases a final draft of security requirements for controlled, unclassified information. The draft is called Special Publication 800-172. When first put out for comment a year ago, it was called 171B. It includes protective measures tailored for both critical federal programs and for high-value data in non-federal systems both of which face sustained threats from sophisticated adversaries like Russia and China. Final comments are due August 21st. I'm Tom Temen. And DHS lays out its plan to move to a hybrid cloud environment. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. The Homeland Security Department details 14 goals under its new hybrid cloud environment. The agency wants to obtain contractor support for the operation, maintenance, automation, optimization, and modernization of its on-premise and cloud infrastructure. The HCE will include classified and unclassified infrastructure applications and data. DHS issued a draft statement of work and outlined its schedule to compete the requirement over the next five months. It expects to issue a solicitation in mid-September and make the award by late December. The first industry day is scheduled for late August.